From the Cairo Radio Newsroom in Seattle, I'm Dave Ross, and these are the Ross Files. You may remember that um, a couple of months ago, although it seems like forever, uh, I invited Jeff Siddiqui to come into the studio and talk about his heart transplant. We had met under very different circumstances uh, after after 9-11. Uh, long story, you can look it up. But, Jeff, you shared a, a compelling story about what it was like to be basically uh, brought back from the dead. What we didn't know anything about was where you got the heart from. And so tell us the rest of the story. You've since learned who donated your heart, right? I was fortunate enough to connect with Corey, uh, Sam's mother. And uh, we have had a brief conversation in which she told me all about her son. Uh, what a wonderful, uh, friendly and helpful person he was, cheerful all the time, loved sports. And uh, it was really nice to to identify with the person rather than just with the organ. And we're talking about Sam Schumacher. Uh, we are talking about Sam Schumacher. And uh, Corey Schumacher, his mom, is on with us now. Corey, thanks very much for coming on. And, and so tell me how you and Jeff finally uh, found out about each other, because I thought that was all sort of kept secret. Well, actually... Uh, one morning driving into work, I was listening to your interview with Jeff, and I thought, wow, um, it was just so amazing for me to hear his story from the recipient side. And after hearing him on, on your show, Dave, I it, it prompted me to to write the letter that I wrote to all of the organ recipients. And a short time later, I received Jeff's letter back. And... As we've kind of walked through this, we, we shared a couple of emails back and forth. Just recently, with this being uh, Donate Life Month, it came about that uh, I was able to hear that it was actually Jeff Siddiqui who was Sam's heart recipient. And so uh, we kind of moved kind of quickly, and uh, we were able to make the connection thanks to Life Center Northwest and the situation we were both in for uh, contributing information for this uh, awareness month. Yeah. There is a sad story behind this. I mean, your son died suddenly in an accident. Just tell us about him. Sam was one of those people that when he walked into the room, the whole atmosphere would change. He was fun. He was charismatic. He was funny. Uh, He was compassionate for people. And it really connected with all all folks in life, uh, whether they were, you know, elderly or they were younger. Uh, he always had a fondness for for kids and helping others, and uh, he was just a, a a wonderful, unique human being. And when he died, um, you had to make that that decision then to to donate his organs. Actually, he had made that decision. He had. Um, Yep, by by having that designation on his driver's license. And um, we were left with the opportunity to follow through on that. Mm -hmm. Did you find out then uh, who he donated to? And and he, I mean, he donated to several people, right? Yes, yep. Originally, I mean, Sam was the perfect organ donor in that 
his only injury was uh, traumatic brain trauma. And his body, the body of a 22-year-old young man, was in perfect condition. And so they were hopeful that they would almost be able to donate everything. Uh, and, and he donated uh, one of his kidneys, his liver, his lungs, and, of course, his heart to Jeff. Wow. Does that help you when you're grieving for the loss of your son to know that parts of him live on in these other people? It, it really does. I have something left of him, even though it's not literally mine, but there's something left of his life in this world um, that creates a, a different kind of connection. Um, just going through the whole organ donor process, having the extra time to be able to spend with him in the hospital, and it allowed for friends and family to visit and say farewell. For me, it was an amazing experience to to follow through on Sam's wishes and and walk through this donation process and, and to know that, that he is saving lives, not just with organ, but tissue. And um, the, the tissue donation side of this is, is huge as well. Jeff, how, how did you feel when you found out that you could meet Corey and that she was willing to connect with you? I was amazed. Uh, originally, I had written my last letter to her in mid-February, but uh, I'd attached the radio interview. I didn't know she had heard it already. And uh, it was too large, so it bounced. The server bounced it. However, not being very tech savvy, <laughs> I didn't see that. And I assumed that she had received it. So for, for uh, uh, over a month, I just thought she would connect when she wanted to. I didn't want to impose myself on, on the family. Uh, and then I heard from Life Center that, oh, um, she never got anything. So I sent her another one, and this time without the attachment, uh, which she got. And, and uh, it was really, really nice to make the connection. I, I, I just felt deep empathy as well as, as, as joy, because as a father, I, I can only imagine and I'm sure my imagination does not come close, uh, uh, the loss of a loved uh, child. But there was also a joy in reconnecting with his family and, and being able to talk to her. So what is this relationship going to be like uh, going forward? I mean, you now, Jeff, you now know, I guess, quite a bit about the man whose heart is keeping you alive at this moment. Yes, uh, and I have it in good safekeeping. Um, un unfortunately, um, COVID has, has put a, the brakes on pretty much everything in life. And uh, uh, I dare say Corey and I would have uh, met in person quite a long time ago. Uh, <laughs> but for this uh, uh, COVID business where um, we can only talk uh, on, on, on the phone or over the email. So I imagine... Once this is over, we'll get to meet, and then we'll just go from there. That's true. You are in an especially vulnerable group as somebody who has gone through an operation like this, and you have to keep taking the anti-rejection drugs too, right? That's true. My my immune system is deliberately uh, considerably suppressed, and so I have to watch out even for the, the not what we, I would have considered insignificant bugs like cold and flu and stuff like that. Yeah. And I guess you're 
you're probably not as old as I am, Corey, but you still have to be careful, right? Yes. You know, this whole environment that we find ourselves in is, is, is very unique. You know, I have the ability and the opportunity to work from home, which is wonderful. So it hasn't really affected me that way. But, you know, as Jeff mentioned, if it was up to me and this, we weren't in the middle of this COVID crisis, we would have met already. Uh, I can't wait for the opportunity to actually shake his hand, give him a hug. Mm. And um, time will tell where this relationship goes. But uh, I I'm, I'm definitely feel blessed to have made that connection and gotten to know Jeff better. The blessing is mutual, I'm sure. Is that going to feel like you're hugging your son? I have to warn you, Jeff is an older individual. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. <laughs> and, and you know, uh, I, I'm sure in some ways, yes, it will. I will be embracing both Jeff and my son. And about the other, have you met the other uh, recipients as well? No, I, I haven't heard anything yet. Uh, mm-hmm. I may write them again. I don't know. But, you know, as Jeff mentioned, it, it's an interesting dynamic because, you know, you kind of walk very lightly in, I don't want to push anybody beyond what, what they're comfortable with. Jeff didn't want to impose on me, not knowing that I'm just sitting there waiting <laughs> for yeah. some response. And so at this point, I haven't heard from anybody else, but hopefully some point in the future, I will. The lesson seems to be... um what don't be shy because people who have whose loved ones have made donations may want that connection right yeah i'm just thankful that jeff took it upon himself to write back and that that we've connected and, you know and and it's it's hard because everybody walks through life and loss so differently and I, and i think that i don't know what they're thinking uh, but like i said for me the opportunity to connect more. And, you know, from what I heard, the lungs and the kidney went to men in their thirties. Uh-huh. And so they're out there hopefully living a fabulous life. And I hope, you know, I hope to grow my family <laughs> in this way. You hope to grow your family. That's a good way to look at it. Jeff, you were going to say something. From, from my standpoint as the recipient there's, there was a certain hesitation on my part to connect with her because I didn't want to uh, recreate the the loss and pain that a parent would have felt uh, losing their son, their child. And by connecting with them, I would just be pulling the scab off. So I was treading very, very delicately, very tenderly because I didn't want to be the source of pain. And of course, for some, it's a source of reconnection and satisfaction and so it, it goes both ways uh, uh, and and I've heard that some in fact my my cardiologist told me that uh, some recipients feel so guilty because they feel like they're responsible for the loss of that person that they subconsciously forget if I may use that in quotes to take their medication which then uh, causes the body to reject the organ, which then kills them. So, so you know, there's a whole spectrum of of responses on both sides that that goes on. So, did you have to? I mean, did your doctors give you any advice or or warn you about the possible consequences of of contacting your donor your donor's family? No, no. Uh, they they had nothing to do with the with that part, so they kept out of it. They were interested in. Uh, 
the mechanics and the physics of the of this uh, whole right. event. But for you, it's worked out okay. You don't have any such feelings that that somehow you're responsible. No, no. I, I when I when I think of it and I make the connection of the, in consciously, then I feel uh, 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 very very sad, uh, very very it, it's hurtful. Um, but I don't deliberately go making that connection. I'm not hiding from it, but it just doesn't rise to the surface. But when we talk, for example, right now, I'm making the connection, and it's it's not pleasant to feel that. You know, it, it almost feels like there's a certain sense of responsibility, and and that's kind of painful. Uh, other than that, I just live a normal life, and I I think of Sam, and I think of him with love and gratitude. I think of his family, and I think of them with love and gratitude, and I I just keep hoping that there will be peace for them all peace and comfort. And I can't tell you how many times I've said, God bless the person whose heart I have. Well, I, I don't want to, I'll let Corey speak for herself, but I would think that if anything, uh, she would want you to take especially good care of yourself. Yes, sir. It's mutual. The heart is taking good care of me too. <laughs> well, and for, for me, having such great results, yeah, a horrible accident and loss. But Sam, Sam would be so pleased to know that, that he was able to, to contribute to Jeff's survival and to the, the lives of the other recipients. He was, it was in the article, he was part of the Random Acts of Kindness uh, Club when he was in high school. And, and um, I kind of just, this epiphany, as I was talking with um, Life Center Northwest, that, you know, this is just the ultimate random act of kindness for Sam. And as I mentioned, he would be very happy that that he was able to do this. Well, Corey, thank you very much for coming on. I appreciate it. This is it's an extraordinary story. Um, uh, I can see how you would feel your son is uh, is alive in Jeff and in the other recipients. It was a, a, a totally uh, unselfish thing to do, uh, that he was the donor. and. I mean, the way you've handled this is—I'm uh, amazed by it, and uh, <laughs> I know—I know Jeff is, is of course very thankful. Yes. You know, one thing with this being National Donate Life Awareness Month, and I think it's important that conversations happen between families or loved ones. If you are an organ donor, you know the Sam's accident was random and and unanticipated, but it was. It was a very surreal situation to start walking through the process once we knew that he wasn't going to be coming back. And so I think just having a conversation at some point with family about this topic so that, you know, if the worst thing does happen and you lose a loved one, you're somewhat prepared for what what it may look like with organ donation. Right, right. Corey, thank you very much. Jeff, thank you. Thank you, Dave. And uh, Jeff you. Siddiqui, uh, heart transplant recipient, uh, someone I've known for a long time, and Corey Schumacher, who I've just met uh, via Skype here today, and uh, whose son turns out to have been Jeff's heart donor. Thank you both. I appreciate it. Thank, thank you for you, having me. 
Remember that when there's a longer version of the interviews on Seattle's Morning News, you can usually find it right here in the original form, unconstrained by the limitations of a live broadcast. And you can subscribe so that when someone says, did you hear what was on Seattle's Morning News, you can say, not only that, I heard the part that wasn't on Seattle's Morning News. So my advice is to subscribe. And then when we talk to an author, a politician, an entrepreneur, an artist, a scientist, a teacher, a journalist, a celebrity, you'll hear every word. I'm Dave Ross. Thanks for tuning in. 